0: Why don't you stand with me this morning if you can be gone, be what would happen if we would all get in one mind and one accord what would happen in this place i know you got a lot on your mind you're probably wondering where you're going to go for lunch you got a lot on the schedule today what are we going to do later For just a few minutes can we just concentrate on giving god his time would it be all right to clear your mind of all the other things that you've got going on who you're mad at who you're looking at who you're talking about who you're texting could you just stop it just for a minute and let's look up to heaven dare to pray that prayer lord breathe on me fire burn burn in your church lord burn in your church you know what i love about this song is it literally kind of goes through the whole word because different times you know it talks about creation and how god breathed the breath of life That was a major event. God brings life to earth. Then we go to the upper room. 120 of God's people are gathered in a room. They don't know what to think. The Savior's gone. The Messiah's been crucified. Some have seen him. Others are just trusting. Somebody says, hey, we're all going to the upper room. Jesus told us to just wait there. You ever been in that waiting time? there they are in that room, and they're waiting. They're waiting. People outside are making fun of them. Yeah, what are they doing? Having a convention on what to do now? I mean, their king is dead. The world will tell you your king is dead. The world will tell you that God is dead. But we're waiting. We're waiting. And in the middle of our waiting comes the sweet presence of him working in our midst, drawing us closer together, until finally, if we'll ever get the idea and understand Scripture, it says, suddenly, when they were all finally there, oh, what I wouldn't do. I'm sorry, it's, it's just, it's a given that we don't have 100% uh, participation in here today. Because if we did, there'd be smoke and fire coming down over top of this roof so I know you're here but if you love God if you have a hunger and a desire for him today I wish for a minute you'd just clear your mind and look up through the cracks of that wooden beautiful ceiling and say breathe on me Jesus suddenly the sound is of a rushing mighty wind filled the house where they were gathered tongues of fire sat down on each of them and they began to speak in tongues as the spirit of God gave them the utterance the breath of God had come once again and then in the last verse of that song it says and here we are gathered together in your name how many of you know that the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead the same Holy Spirit that hovered as I said earlier over the face of the deep that same Holy Spirit is at work right here in this house right now not another one, the same Holy Ghost we should expect no less when we've come I, I feel Him, I sense Him thank you Jesus thank you Lord. Early this morning I'd say around 4.30 or so I was listening to a song and I was walking around my house, I went out on my deck I didn't care who was awake or not awake and I said God today is Pentecost Sunday today is the day you birthed the church today is the day Lord you meant to do kingdom business in the earth He didn't start up a denomination on that day. He didn't start up a a club on that day. He started the kingdom on that day. And from that day to this hour, that Holy Spirit is at work in our midst and we will stop and honor him and celebrate him today. So we do that, it's right for us to have a mind and a heart that says god we understand and know we know what you're doing we want to be a part of it. it says in the last days i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men your young men they'll dream dreams and see visions god is moving the church is alive and well the question is will we be a part of that will we be a part of that let me I'll tell you where I'm at I'm in I don't want to be I don't want to be somebody that just goes through the form I don't want to be somebody who lives my life with no real sense of purpose and destiny and why I'm alive you can have all that you can play your games of life you can Do all that that you want to do, just invest in all the worldly things you want. I find getting further and further away from it because I just keep glancing up to that eastern sky and I keep waiting for a trumpet sound. I keep waiting because I know that I know that I know this is an evil and a wicked time. You can't trust nothing out there anymore. They don't know who they are, what they are, they don't know where they're going, but you and I know. That is a sign that the Lord is fixing to get ready to come and get his people and get his church. And we've got to be on fire. We've got to be on fire. And I love it when that song says, rain on me, burn in me. I like that. Somebody says, well, that's kind of confusing. Get over yourself. I can't count how many places in Scripture it it was through the flood. God came through. It was through the fire, God came through. It was through the winds that God came through. It was through the earthquakes. The so Lord, move on me like an earthquake. Move on me like a wind. Move on me like whoa! Hallelujah. Move on me, God. I don't care if you flood, I don't care if it's burning. I don't care what it is. Just move on me. And my desire as pastor of this church, putting you on notice. This is he's given me this assignment My heart is that we will be a church that when Jesus glared Amy into the eyes of Peter He said blessed are you Simon For flesh and blood has not revealed that to you but my father which is in heaven He had said thou art the Christ And Jesus said I will build my church. I'll build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. I want to be that church. That church. You know what that means? That means we got to get in the culture of it. We got to start saying we're a last days church. We got to start saying that we're Jesus church. We're a church that is built on the rock truth that he is the answer for the whole world and we've got to understand that we've got some things that we need to do one it starts with a hunger and a desire and that's where we're gonna be today I've had you standing too long I'm feeling guilty thank you turn with me in your word I was gonna dedicate a baby again Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 listen to what Paul says Paul understands He understands where I think, or let's put it this way. I understand where Paul was, because I feel this way. Oh, if I could just make it happen. When we were singing that song, the choir was singing, I was just like, do it, God, do it. Do it, like, send fire. Breathe on everybody. Let a wind blow all the the lanterns. Let, Let it just blow like crazy in here. Send a revival that would knock these people out. My faith today says, God, God can do that. My faith knows that he can. Paul says, awake, you who sleep. Wake up from the dead. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly or On purpose, so many people live their whole lives just squandering it, throwing it away, hour by hour by hour by hour. No purpose, no destiny, no sense of of design. They just idle and just let their life pass them by. I can't handle it if I go a day and didn't get some things accomplished. I got to have fruit in my day. And if it's pineapple, it's even better. See then that you walk on purpose, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. If you don't know that, get your head out from underneath the rock. It's like it's never been. We're desperate for this message this morning. Therefore, do not be unwise. Listen, this isn't for the person on your left and right, it's for you. Therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You didn't know that you can know the will of the Lord. Not what you think is the will of the Lord. You can know the will of the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. I went through several different translations to find all the good words for that. Debauchery, depravity, seduction. Don't be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting uh oh to one another in the fear of God that's crazy stuff right there we could preach for weeks on that but you've just got 30 minutes father ask your blessings on the word of God today challenge us touch us and speak to us by your word I pray in your name for your glory amen you can be seated Pentecost Sunday Today we celebrate and we honor the receiving of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit by the early church. John the Baptist first prophesied of the day of Pentecost when he was baptizing. He looked at the people and he said, I indeed baptize you. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, Judy. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to even carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. There is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Remember, amens, we're out on time. You don't say amen. I don't think you get it. We teach till three. Jesus later confirmed this same prophecy himself with the promise of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. It's John chapter 14, verse 26, he says, but the comforter, the helper, Greek for those folks who love the Greek and Hebrew, the parakletos, the one who comes alongside of us, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Can you not get a sense and an understanding of how much assistance the Holy Spirit brings to our lives? He is to be an active, active Brother Woody part of our lives. He is to, we are not just to treat him like the redheaded stepchild that I used to be. We're not to treat him like he's a Uh, just a a part of something in heaven. And he he is part of the Trinity, he is part of the Godhead. He's a third person of the Godhead. And he is valued and cherished and treasured in heaven and so should be on the earth. Jesus told his disciples, he said when he told them to go to Jerusalem, he said, when you go and you take care of business, but you're going to receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. The power that's going to come into our life is supposed to witness light up a dark room. It's supposed to be salt. It's supposed to be something that touches every life that we come in contact with. When you walk into Kroger's, Myers, Aldi's, wherever you shop, wherever you walk in, you ought to be lighting up that room whenever you walk into it. You ought to be speaking to to the darkness all around you because you are filled with the Spirit of God. You are a child of God, empowered by His Holy Spirit. You'll be a witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The power to witness power to show this world. The world is supposed to know that God is real. You are a modern-day Elijah on Mount Carmel. You're supposed to be the fire that comes down from glory that shows this world that there is a God in heaven and that Jesus is not just another God on on a rack full of altars. He is the one and only true Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Son of the living God, omnipotent in all. All-powerful. We are to be a light, a witness to that. All throughout the Word of God, we, we see the, the, the descriptions of Jesus coming, the Holy Spirit's work, all these things. That all throughout Scripture, we're set up for where we are now. The Holy Spirit is part of that working. He's part of what God is doing in the earth when Jesus went to the right hand of the Father and he sent the precious Holy Ghost. I mean, I know that things have been gotten kind of crazy. I know there's some folks out there that are kind of weird. How many of you know, and I still believe it, even though a man might get delivered after a son has passed away this last year and he's been in the depths of of depression and fighting for his family, he may take a lap around the altar on a Sunday morning, but that's the kind of Holy Ghost I'm talking about it's the right kind and the good kind. But I know a lot of folks, a lot of folks get into weird stuff. How many of you know the Holy Ghost ain't weird? He's powerful. He's supernatural. But he's not weird. One, one guy many, 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 many years ago, and you don't know him, he, was, he just decided he was just going to do a big old dance across the front here, and I could just tell that he was just totally in himself. And I didn't know what to do with him, and he just—he was wearing himself out. He's about to fall out, and he's dancing and just going crazy, just would not stop for nothing. I finally reached in, grabbed his arm, and sat him down on the pew. And I said, "Aren't you tired?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Just sit here for a while." Holy Ghost ain't weird. Holy Ghost ain't weird. We don't handle snakes here. <laughs> you bring a basket out, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. I don't do snakes. Not into that. I could. If I was in the middle of the African jungle and a snake come withering out of a tree, I'd be like, in the name of Jesus right now. But I ain't bringing them in here and hanging out with them letting them wrap around my neck. That ain't happening. Holy Ghost ain't weird. But he's powerful. He was, and he is, and he is to come. He's part of the Godhead. Watch for doors as we're entering this very, very detrimental season. We are the church. Everywhere we go, we're blessed. Everywhere you go, God is one step ahead of you. Don't deny that. Don't forget that. Everywhere you go, you don't walk blind. You're not an orphan. You're not somebody abandoned by God. You belong to the God of the universe, and He is watching out for you. His steps, your steps, are ordered. He goes in front of you. He plans the path in front of you. He prepares your circumstances. He moves things around. Your obedience causes armies of angels to go ahead of you and to start to move all the things out of the way. The Bible says, makes the crooked places straight. But see, when you walk around and you just live in your life, just idle, whatever happens just happens, you know. I'm like, are you kidding me? We belong to universe headquarters. We are part of the active plan of God in the earth, and you are just throwing your life away on nothing, wasting it. I think it's sinful, but I won't condemn you today. I think it's sinful to just let your life just go, not doing anything with it for God. Look what He did for you. He deserves so much more. He deserves much more. Yeah. You will be held. You, you know, God people want to say, man, quit judging me, quit condemning me, you old church of God people, you old Pentecostal people. I'm like <laughs> <do something. laughs> Brother Worley, I miss you. It's good to see you today. Amen. Amen. Stop wasting your life and quit making excuses. Jesus Christ came, died on the cross for you, won the battle of hell, the the grave, and death, and ye want to sit there saying, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I don't have to judge you. I just want you to get up and give honor to the king. We are the church. When you're obedient to God, You're praying a different prayer. You don't pray, my will be done. You know, this is the most selfish generation I've ever seen. People live for themselves. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, where I'm going, what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I don't want to go to a church unless they are, like, catering to my wants, my desires, my ministry, who I am. But Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy will, not mine. I don't know how your relationship works with God, but I understand blessings, Jeff. I understand the power of God in my life when I'm broken and when I'm submitted and when I surrender my will. That's when he rises up. My best days are when I am the most broken. I found that in that humility before God is blessing, favor, even honor. He's got big plans. You and I were set up in every way for blessing. We're set up every day for favor, to walk in something that is bigger than yourself. This whole thing, Stratford Heights Church. This, what we're a part of, is so much bigger than us. That's why I've loved, you know, in spite of the tragedy, I have loved the way we've all come together. Every kind of church, every kind of organization, we've all just partnered together, and we've all been working this last couple of weeks to come to the aid of people who need help. Isn't that the way the kingdom works? the way it works. On the day of Pentecost, the Lamb ascended to the right hand of the Father, and a lion was let loose. It's time that we start acting like that. What do you mean? I was listening to this song early this morning. Hear the sound of an army rising. Hear the sound of sons and daughters prophesying. It's the sound we make. Glorify His name. It's the sound of the kingdom coming. Hear the sound of revival burning. Hear the sound of every nation giving glory. Hear the roar. Hear the roar. The king is coming. Let the enemy know you're coming. I want to live my life making sure that the Lord that goes before me scares the pants off the devil and every demon at work in his world. I want to make sure I'm living in an obedient place where I am filled full of his spirit, living out his, his plan and purpose in obedience, and I am armed completely with the full armor of God. When I am living like that every day of my life, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I can do whatever I need to do. I can drink any deadly thing and it will not hurt me. I am invincible when I am living in obedience to the power of the Holy Spirit at work in my life. Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. That same spirit, that same spirit, the one that was poured out in that upper room, that's the same unifying spirit that we felt here this morning. He's here. He came. He, he was sent. And he ain't never left. He's still here. And if you've got the hunger and the desire and you realize your need, he'll meet with you too. But you got to know those two things. It's you got to know your need for him, and you got to know him in hunger. You got to desire him and go after him. And when you do those two things, you just realize you need him and you're hungry for him. It's like a little baby needs fed. Realize the need, he's there. On that day, they were all baptized into one spirit and one body. We are part of that same body, that same spirit is at work in the earth, getting this this earth ready, the harvest ready, speaking to lives, challenging and touching them, using a church wherever he can find them. Not every group of people is a church. Not every group is is an organized body of Christ. Not everybody. There's a whole lot of folks meeting this morning, and they have their coffee, they have their programs, they have their songs, they have their titles of messages, but they are a church that has been a, a reputation that they were alive, but they are dead. There are churches like that, and I am standing before you today not to boast in any way, but to say humbly with my face on the floor early this morning, saying, God, don't let us be that church. Let us be alive in the Spirit. Let us live in the power of Pentecost. Awaken us. Wake us up from the dead, Lord. Wake us up. Fall fresh on us. It was in Acts chapter 19 where Paul was talking to the church there at Ephesus, where he said, he asked them, he said, have you since you believed? Since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? Their answer was honest, transparent. They said what a lot of people say today, well, I don't know that there be a Holy Ghost. A shame that in most, in a lot of, not a lot, not most, but a lot of Pentecostal churches today, people can talk about basic Christianity, but when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, they get quiet. People don't know what to say anymore. They don't know how to react. And they certainly don't know how to defend. I think that's a tactic of the enemy. The enemy's worked hard to you know, whenever a thief comes to your house, one of the first things he's going to do is cut the power. I mean, I used to watch him on movies, they'd cut the phone. Now they can't do that because you've got a cell phone. <laughs> now they cut your ADT because that gives you cameras and everything else under the sun. But they, they want to cut the power off. That's what the enemy is doing in these last days, cutting off the power. He's cutting the power out of the church so that they're nothing but a disappointment. Nothing but, I mean, all the politics and all the celebrities and all the people out there laughing at the church. And you know what? Half the time, I don't blame them. There's a lot of foolishness out there. A lot of stuff going on. I see reports on, on, on TV all the time, all kinds of news articles. And you see stuff and you just think, oh, my goodness. But if we get back to an honest, sincere place of seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit in power to guide our lives and Keep us as we move. I'm telling you it will make all the difference in the world. No, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. This hour requires the Holy Spirit. Brian, this, this hour in our life, this world, the wickedness, the evil that's around us, the church needs the Holy Spirit like never before. We need to be alive and not dead. We need to be on purpose. We need to not be ashamed to to trash whatever's not working. We need to get self completely out of the way. We need to humble ourselves and once again get in the altars. Tonight is a prayer service. I I want every hungry heart to be here with me as we pray in these altars. And we'll pray until we're done praying. And we're just going to seek God and together as a body, as a corporate body. It's right for us as we decide in our hearts and minds we will not be cold. We will not be indifferent. We will not be a social club. We'll not just be some organization that looks like a church, walks like a church, Sounds like a church, even maybe acts like one sometimes, but as dead as 4 o'clock in the morning when you walk in the door. I've been to churches where you couldn't feel the Spirit of God anywhere. I want to be able to walk in the door and know the power of the Holy Ghost is right here in our midst, and I wouldn't take nothing for that. Charles Spurgeon said this back in the 19th century. He said, the grand thing the church needs in this time is God's Holy Spirit. What an indictment against the church that we're still crying for that very same experience today. I hope in my heart that I will get it across to you that the world has duped us. They have distracted us. They have seduced us. They have deceived us. They have infiltrated into the church filled us with doctrines of devils, and they have been determined that they would weaken us and take the power away. I am not standing up here this morning in favor of this church or that church, that denomination or this association. I'm standing up here saying, I am the church built on the rock, Christ Jesus, and that is what will make it all the way through. (laughs) Hallelujah. As I get older and older, I'm I'm more done with all of the politics in church and out of church, done with all of that stuff. I want to be with all of my heart a church that pleases him from the first song to the last, from the last amen that we pray. I want this place to be a place that honors God Almighty on the throne, gives place for the Holy Spirit to work in our midst and to be a church that he meant us to be. That's my desire. I want programs. I want all the cool stuff. We're talking about some major changes that's gonna take place on this stage over the next little while. We wanna be we wanna be cutting edge. I like to be cool too. Whatever. <laughs> y- y'all looked at me like, well, that ain't happening. <laughs> Somebody gave me a gift yesterday. It said cool ray. <laughs> I've often heard it said, cool doesn't have to try, it just is. (laughs) But I don't know who that was. (laughs) Several translations of the scripture on that one we just talked about. It said, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. The Amplified Version says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. In the new living translation it says don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life instead be filled with the holy spirit interesting that paul writing inspired by the holy spirit uses the contrast of drunkenness with the holy spirit with being filled thought that was interesting until you really start to think about it It's all about being filled with something and controlled by it. Being filled with something that controls you. So the Holy Ghost inspired him to write those words. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. Both of those things change your behavior radically. Both of those things will change the way you think takes your decision-making processes and changes them. The only problem you've got is that the radical behavior of a drunk ends in tragedy or ends negatively, to say the least. But being filled with the Holy Spirit, which changes and alters your behavior, changes the way you live and the way you think, the way you act. Is joy unspeakable and full of glory? Is joy unspeakable and full of glory? He gives wisdom for living in this evil age. If you'll go ahead and play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land the plane, Lenny Robinson, wherever you are. Understanding what God's will is, that scripture we read. With the Holy Spirit, you can have wisdom to live in this evil age. You can understand what God's will is. You have a joyful heart filled with singing to the Lord, a heart filled with thanksgiving, a heart that is wise, the Holy Spirit that will teach you all things, all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. It's not even just a knowledge bank. It's like a computer. The Holy Spirit works alongside of you to send you notifications. (laughs) Suddenly, your soul is like, oh, there's Liz. She needs encouragement. Give her encouragement. Liz, you're beautiful. You're awesome. I love you so much. I tell you, I've watched her and Virgil be so faithful so good, so godly. Watch them through good times and bad times, always, always encourage and lift up. I remember the night that that Virgil went to heaven and I walked in their house in Fairfield. Richard was with me and I was blown away. I turned to Richard and I said, do you? feel that? He said, yeah. Heaven was in that house. Amen. So much so, I began to weep. Couldn't believe the Spirit of God that was in that house. Let me tell you, He's the comforter. He's the helper. He's God's right arm of power. Don't deny Him. Just because there's been so much debate and so much garbage out here among the church world, go back to what the Word says about Him. Honor Him. Get a hunger for Him. Realize your need for Him. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. He'll guide you and direct your path. I'm going to end with something that happened just the other day. Talk about God orchestrating things out just crazy i have stories i got on a plane headed to oklahoma but was asked to do ministry down there and so me and marty and angie got on a plane we were going to be part of a ministry event down there so we flew and and we got from one interchange to the other and the first one you know i got through that the second one we were in uh, dallas was it dallas where where were we at? chicago yeah that was another flight We're in Chicago. And I get on the plane, and Angie and Marty are together every time. I'm the third guy, I'm the out guy. You know, I'm sitting over here next to all these other people. Some good, some not so good. All of them precious. But I I get down, I sit by this lady. And I normally, I mean, next, I pull my ear pods out, pull my Kindle out. I've got two hours in a flight. I am going to absolutely read whole two hours. I am going to be so engrossed with knowledge, leadership, Bible study, church growth. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to love this. I'm all set. Got my diet coke right there. Everything is ah, this is great. And this lady goes, hey! Hello. How are you? I'm good. Where are you going? I'm going to Tulsa. I'm going to go to Pryor, Oklahoma. Next thing you know, We have talked for two solid hours. I talked until the plane landed. And that's why I said Lenny's name earlier, because he jokingly said, you say you're going to land the plane all the time, but you just keep talking. (laughs) So we're, we're talking, and it isn't long after we start our conversation that I find out that she is a staunch atheist. She doesn't believe in God. She doesn't like church. She don't like church people. She don't like pastors and ministers at all. And then she says, So what do you do? <laughs> I'll deliver ice. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I said, I'm a pastor. Oh, bleep. <laughs> she said, I'm going to the bad place now. <laughs> no, she was tried very nice to be kind after she had already made some very strong statements for two hours we went back and forth and she started just asking sincere questions i said well tell me tell me why why are you so angry why are you so upset about god what did god do and she began to share her story and as she did i closed my eyes and i looked over and i said god suddenly feel your holy ghost i know you're doing something and i was like you give me the words because i don't know what to say to her i don't know her from adam you do you give me the words for her and i sat there and marty nancy was sitting right over here to the right of me and we started going back and forth and the lord every time she'd throw something out at me that she said nobody has ever been able to answer this she'd say bam 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 and i would say And I would start talking to her, and she was like, oh, okay, well, what about this? Two hours later, this lady is in tears, sitting in her seat, and we are praying together. And I told her, I said, listen, I said, I said, do you know how much God loves you? And I called her by her name. I said, he loves you so much that... He picked up this preacher in Cincinnati, you're from Iowa. He brought you, both of us, to Iowa and then we got seated next to each other on this plane and God loved you that much because He knew I would be able to help you because He would give me the wisdom to be able to share with you exactly what you needed. And she said, in tears, she said where's your church how do i get there online so she may be watching right now and if she is you know who you are we're praying for you we love you i love you you're my friend now we hooked up on linkedin yes the lord orchestrated all of that and once we got done talking and sharing She was a changed person she actually joked you'd have to know her personality i I only knew her for two hours but i got her figured out in this respect she goes well what do you know she goes i got on this i got on this this plane an atheist and i leave saved (laughs) (laughs) glory to god glory to god you see that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about being obedient surrendering submitting I would love for y'all to just get up and pat me on the back. I would love that. No, no, no. Because you know why? Because I'm smart enough. You're smart enough. This is about living a life of obedience and surrender to God so that the Holy Ghost can anoint you when you need to face a king, a president, or just a person sitting on a plane. Whatever you need to do, God has got. The answer, he's got the Word through his Holy Spirit. Why not be filled with the Holy Ghost today? He is using you, wants to use you today, wants to anoint you for his Word. Outside of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have had a clue what to say to her. You know what was really awesome? He used Angie too. Angie, when we come off the plane, I I looked at Angie and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I, I... I, had sit, I sat by this beach. She goes, yeah, you guys talked forever. I'm sorry, Ray. She talked to you the whole time. I'm like, no, it was good. It ended up being good. She goes, oh, well, okay, good then. I said, why? She goes, because that was my seat. She said, I wanted to sit by Marty. <laughs> so I gave you my seat. But do you see, God even used that? He put the love of Marty in her heart so that she would give me her seat so that I would be able to. <laughs> stand with me be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with the Spirit be filled with the Spirit our ministers are coming to the altar if you have need today and if you have desire we want to pray with you we'll stay here all afternoon it don't matter but if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit you're welcome to come into the altar at any time. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you'd like that prayer, if you'd like one of us to agree with you, then I want you to come down and help as we're going to agree with you and pray with you. But let me just encourage you with this. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost anywhere. You can be filled at your house, in your bedroom, in the car on the way home. You can be filled walking down the street. It doesn't matter where you are because you are the temple of God. He wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. So I want you to get hungry. I want you to recognize your need. And I want you to cry out to God, Lord, fill me with your spirit. And I want this church to be set afire. I want us to come in here and honor the Lord, lift up his name, and be tools anointed and used for his glory everywhere we go. I want one more story after another of how God is using us together as the body of christ amen how many of you would say here this morning pastor pray for me i want a refreshing i want the holy spirit to refresh my heart today now lift up that other hand right where you are and let the lord touch your life right now oh in the name of jesus in the name of jesus god we ask you touch us as a church touch us as a body of christ lord we are your people the church isn't in this building it's in the hearts of your people that are here gathered in your name Pray that you will touch each one of them. Baptize them afresh and brand new in the Holy Ghost. And Lord, will never fail to give you the honor and the praise and the glory for it all. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We honor you. And everybody said amen, and then they shouted unto God, putting their hands together and giving the Lord praise. Hallelujah. We're going to be here. We have a meet and greet. If you're new at our church, please come by. We had like four or five uh, brand new folks came to the first service and came to the meet and greet. If you are new, you'd like to meet one of us, one of the pastors, any of them cool guys, you are welcome to stop by. I'll be there too so you can see all of us. God bless you. We'd love to meet you, meet your family. God bless you, Richard.